A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Um, bonjour, tout ne m'appelle, ça va bien et toi? What a cock. What a <laughs> cock. Went all the way through. <laughs> went all the way through ITV podcast with a bit of French <laughs> at the start. That's all I wanted to say, but I knew they'd edit it out. <laughs> Le cock massif. Oh. <laughs> Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, boy. Le cock petit. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Le bullfrog, le cock. Yeah, yeah, Massif was ambitious, actually. Uh, Oh, hey, lad. Hey, lad. Oh, we're back. Oh, we're back. It and I would say it feels great, but it feels just like it did before, which is great. Well, no, it doesn't. It feels like we're at the start of a field, and the leash has come off. Now we can just go. Yeah, we can just say tits if we want. Tits. If we we want to do 20 minutes on the best way to put a suppository in your ass, then we can. (laughs) Yeah. And it won't be edited out. Yeah, Yeah, just for for a bit of context on that, um, because I realise I've actually, I'm not not retweeting praise here, which makes me feel sick, but I'm, um, quite a few people have said to me, when's the pod coming back? Have you stopped doing the pod? And I've said, no, no, Shanks and I've been doing the ITV world cup pod. You go and listen to that. And they're like, Oh, right. Where's that is one guy said to me, is that on zoom? I said, well, technically, yeah, but no, it's not where you find it. But, um, it's actually, we, we did, we did go down a rabbit hole talking about suppositories and the best way to put them in. Cause they're really handy when you've got a bad back and you're a rugby oh, player. Well, I wouldn't say rabbit hole. I'd say vortex vortex <laughs> it got it got a bit dark to the point where we were glory holing suppositories <laughs> well we came up with probably the the best way to put a suppository in before a match would be to get an old bit of chewing gum stick it to the end of that put it on the door and then slam it in <laughs> or you could stick but, two together you could stick two together end to end and then two people could reverse <laughs> um. <laughs> the double but then 
It's exactly what Voltarol had in mind when they launched that product and started doing adverts on the telly. Um, that's how they should have done it. But we we resorted to my shoulders and elbows. This is mental if you think about it. Like we had, God, where did, how, how did we get onto this? You started it. I'm going out to play rugby at a good level, like pro level in the front row, mixing it with some pretty scary dudes. But my elbows and shoulders were so rooted that the doc had to put mine in for me. <laughs> it's like, how's that work? How am I about to go and do that? Scrummage against whoever. And like, put on the end of a broom. Put on the end of a broom. <laughs> yeah. Two metres away. Stick that in doc, will you? Yeah, give us a sec, Flats. Just put his rubber gloves oh, on. In the end, he didn't back- bother with the gloves. <laughs> it's the backdraft. <laughs> he stopped bothering with the gloves. Yeah. Checking the handle yeah. before you enter doors, like in backdraft, you know, for sure. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Flats and Shanks podcast is back, um, yeah. and it's bad, literally. <clears throat> it's literally bad. Hey, look, Tommy, um, how are you? Are you getting back to normal life after the World Cup? And in reality, life didn't change for us that much, really, did it? Because we weren't in France for two months. I changed a little bit for you, didn't it? Old Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> had your, you had your punditry on your back, presenting at your front, <laughs> pitch side on your knees. You were like this. I could I could see you down pitch. I go, oh, I recognize that shadow. Mark Pugash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you were. Uh, you did a good job, boy. You did a good job. Uh, it was tough. Fine, it was fine. tough. But you applied your trade in all different aspects. So, uh, well, that was all right, mate. I, I tell you how I look at it. You know how I look at it. But for those that don't, I, I kind of look at it like, let's not forget that you've got basically two sorts of people that feature on generally two categories of people that feature for major channels and major sports events and tournaments. You've got proper journalists who run it people who are trained and you've got sporting superstars who've got a ton of caps and medals and I don't fit into either category. So I kind of, it's almost like if they ask if I want to try something, I will try everything because I sort of, I end up being the utility guy, squad player, squad player. Right. They can Tri-sexual. stick in. Trisexual. Trisexual. Oh, try anything televisual. Mm. Um, <laughs> telesexual. So that was all right. How did you enjoy it? Yeah, that's fine, mate. I, I think I had a good deal, actually, because the stuff I had to do was from London, so I didn't have to go to France and ruin my liver. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, when the semi-finals hit, and I, I don't, when you're a broadcaster of my level, you get to pick the games you want to do. So, obviously. you know, so I was able to do some of the big games that I wanted to do. Um, Italy, Uruguay, um, yep. Georgia, Portugal, uh, which yep. are actually a really good game. Um, Uruguay so some, were some good of the big too. ones. Yeah. yeah, so I got to do some of the biggest games of the World Cup, so it was Quite nice and easy for me. Um, pick and choose. You know, I, I'm not that keen on doing France, New Zealand, um, anything like that. You know, Ireland, South Africa, and that. that I'm, I'm yeah. fine. I wanted to do those ones that I did. So I was happy, yeah. mate. I was happy. And I didn't have to travel too far, which was golden. The only thing that ruined me one day was I got to the, and I thought of you on this, got to the hotel at Ealing at about half past nine. I was yeah. tired. Long day traveling slash Five, three Tommy, hours. Tommy tired, yeah. So I went to my room, got changed, ready for bed, slash take my clothes off. 
And then John Barkley was running a little bit late because his flight was delayed. And he was like, a couple of beers? I was like, nah, mate. He's like, come on. I was like, no, mate. 43, mate. I just want to go to bed. He's going, I'll tell flats. I'll tell everyone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, you got me there. <laughs> oh, you, you bastard. So I, t- <laughs> I got my clothes twisted a rubber arm. <laughs> took on my clothes on, went back downstairs, and then went to bed at 2 a.m. Uh, ruin my day all because I was worried that I'd lose my reputation just being a good yeah. guy great guy well, well it's funny you say that because the same person barks he sent me a I was basically I presented like the first two games of the day or something and then you get back to the hotel at I'm guessing like four or five o'clock and then I'm on again the next morning quite early or 10 o'clock or something like that so he just texts me you're at the hotel. Yeah. He just wrote pints. I said, no. He's like, basically Shanks did. I was like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm already, you know, professionally bricking it a little bit. Cause I'm presenting and I had like quite a big Australia Fiji or something. I had quite a big game the next day. And I was just like, no. And I resisted. And the next morning I was with Barks and he just said to me, good decision last night. <laughs> I think he don't, don't think he was feeling great, but his, no. one, of, one of the great joys of the Rugby World Cup for me was John Barkley's logistics and how badly wrong they went almost every week. He had an absolute shocker. His planes delayed, cancelled, 10 hours in airports, lost his luggage, got to Heathrow, no luggage. and He went basically going taxi from Heathrow to the studio, but no luggage. So he arrives and says, I'm here on time, but I have no clothing. And by the way, I'm 6'4 and about 17 and a half, 18 stone. What am I going to do for clothing? So they stick him in another taxi to go shopping. So he, I think he ends up raiding like Lululemon because they've got like that semi-smart, stretchy stuff that like trendies wear in shortage Loves for meetings. Them. Loves, <laughs> Loves them. them. Back, does a back somersault on him. That's his little part <laughs> yeah, of Exactly. Olympus jeans. And he's like, he turned he, all that. And then on the way back, his flight got delayed again and again and again. And then he had his uh, wallet and phone nicked at the airport. <laughs> so he couldn't even ring in and cancel oh. his cards. That was amazing, mate. I was with him on the weekend. Okay. We did we did seven hours in the studio. And yeah. it was like every time like we were just we were sapping, all right. We were just complaining. And then as soon as we went on air, just full of energy. Yeah. It's like yeah. Hey! On a, in a break, you had your eyes closed like this, going, Oh my god. Oh my god. And then uh <laughs> come back live like <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Great point, Sean. Great point. We had uh I've got a friend who does um knows a huge amount about broadcasting right so he well two friends and they would like help me a bit during the world cup because it was so new for me and uh the presenting thing is you know as you can imagine is it it's got nothing in common except being in the same room and wearing the roughly the same clothes it's got nothing in common with being a pundit at all like you've done it haven't you for that game that ross couldn't make it for and and you i didn't realize well no I, i did but I can't believe how different it is from the job that I used to do or did the other job. So got these, these friends that would help me in a little bit. And it was like, why don't you sort of start? Why don't you welcome people when you, instead of just saying today, Australia play Fiji is like, why don't you just say hello? Cause normally you would say hello. You'd never go on stage at a corporate event and not say hello. Just be you don't just, you know, so I was like, okay. So by the end I was like, good morning. And then, well, it's a start. It's like, good morning. Then I was like, good morning. And by the end, I was shouting, good morning. And I was trying to make everyone in the studio jump. And on the last game I did, we went live and they're like, Q flats. And I was like, good morning. And everyone jumped in the studio and started laughing in my ear. 
but you realize on when you watch it back on TV, it's not that over the top because no. like presenters, I sometimes I work with Craig Doyle and I'm like, oh my God, he is like, he's a lunatic when he works and you realize how it comes across is not like a lunatic. It's just like a really energized presenter and it's perfect. Yep. So I was like, that's remember, quite funny. Remember, oh, when we did yeah. the, remember when we did the ITV little advert before Wales, England it was last year or year before. Yeah. England, Wales it was. And that's the most hungover I've ever been in my life. Yeah, same. Um, I can see your soul just before we went. Yeah, you had it in your um, pocket. <laughs> but but um, I remember you didn't want to get out of your seat, and you didn't want to. And I was, and the, to be fair, the director was going, "No, come on, you, you've got to give it a bit." And it didn't fit. It probably didn't feel right for both of us because we were just going over the top. Because yeah. we, we just we like to give the bare minimum. Yeah, it came across. It came across really well. So yeah. Get out your shell. That's what I'm trying to say. But we're kind of, you know, as as the, these guys I'm talking about, one of them said to me, I know that your sense of humour isn't like Laurel and Hardy slapstick and we're, hey, craziest guy. I'd be a bit, if I, I, I laugh, but I generally would be a bit drier than that and you would be even drier than that probably. And they were like, but are you, do you actually ever smile? I said, I do. Yeah. They're like, would you mind smiling on camera at some point during the World Cup? I was like, yeah, I could do. Could yeah. do. Because all of, all of the sort of, quips and gags are so dry it's like they weren't meant to be gags really but no well, interesting you, sh- you should smile. like i i lost my confidence a bit with smiling then i got my teeth done so maybe try that i mean i would actually i do you know like all these the lads who are losing their hair everyone all the lads get their hair done now they get it weaved or whatever they do um and the tech presumably gets better that that holds no interest to me at all holds no appeal but I would go. I would go down the fake white smile like Topsy Ojo has. He denies it, but mm. he drinks Graham coffee, Sooners. mate. Graham Sooners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drinks yeah. coffee, and his his teeth are whiter than Dulux, mate. I'm not. I just. I'm not calling him a liar, but I think he's not telling the truth about that. But um, I would go down that route if. Yeah, I put you in touch with a, a good guy, Kevin Grass. What did you have done there? Kevin Grass. What did you have done there? Invisalign's. What you put little trays in? Do you? Does exactly what it says on the tin. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah but my teeth are my teeth are pretty much perfectly aligned. I don't need but, I don't need a brace. I need like I even I brush my teeth well. My teeth aren't that bad. I just wouldn't mind okay, having gleaming well, you, white teeth. You'll get um little um I don't know, trays for your teeth and you can put whitening in them. Yeah. Or or come around my house and I'll get the old jet wash on it. <laughs> I just got a new attachment for my jet washer. Mm. I got a patio attachment. Yeah, they're good. Are they? I've not used yeah. it yet because it's been pissing with rain. Yeah, they're good. Are they good? They're good. Mm. Um, I see you're growing a moustache. Um, yeah. Fancy having a nose that big and underlining it. <laughs> it's like a rat's back. You've got to mow like a rat's back. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, can yeah, I tell you something? Yeah, can yeah. I tell you something that went through me the other day? And what? It, was, it was it was genius. It was undercooked chicken. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Nova virus. Um, so I was at, I was at a dinner on Thursday, um, a land aid dinner. Andy Lee uh, organised it all. Yeah, Durda's hosted it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Durda's yeah. hosted it. Was amazing. Um, they had Sean Fitzpatrick, yeah. Maggie Alfonsi. Um, they had Rob Henderson, um, Bobby Skinstad. Um, Michael Liner was there. Rob Jones was there. Agent Davis was there. 
Um, there, there was loads, loads of people. And you know what happens during um, dinners, like people sitting at each other's seats, come and have a chat with different tables. And I'd gone off to have a chat with someone, come back, and there was no, my seat was taken. So I sat in Bob ah. Skinstad's seat. I sat in Bob Skinstad's seat. And he came back, and I thought, well, I'm not moving because someone's in my seat. You know, Bob, you go, you go find your own seat. Do you think he did? No. 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 Do you know what he did? What? He got behind the chair, and he flicked one leg over the chair, and he slid down the back of the chair, and I felt his bulge coming down my back. And he went slowly, 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 and I was slipping off the front of the chair ever so much until he got this whole ass on the chair and i was off the chair and i thought that is disgusting because i've i felt every <laughs> millimeter of you <laughs> yeah and i also thought and, and i had the willies but i thought that is bloody amazing and i'm going to use yeah. that yeah that's again very good. and again that's very very good yeah i yeah. mean you've got to be careful who you use it with because you're knocking them onto the floor mm. you like you wouldn't use it with john would you no just females <laughs> people anyone who's physically smaller so you use it with and bob skinstad's quite a big bloke yeah okay mm. that's very very good i worry about getting my leg over the top though oh yeah you'd be knackered we'd have to get you a little step get a little winch winch you in <laughs> you, you just you give me a bunk up put your knee on the back of his chair our mate peter scrivener was there as well he did the auction oh uh, how did he have scribs all right yeah he's good he's good he had long covid i don't know if you know it's like cross low covid Slow or long? No, long. Long. Yeah, it's like yeah, CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like veganism. Yeah. How do you know someone's got long COVID? They've told you already. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's difficult one. I, I don't, I really don't want to sound um, incompassionate or uncompassionate. I don't know what which one it is. I don't want to sound like a bad guy. So can you edit this bit out? But I love Scrivs, but he went on about it so much on Instagram that I muted him. Mm. Is that too much? Is that too much? No, I, I think it was a midlife crisis also. I didn't really mute it. <laughs> I didn't really mute it. No, he was on great form. Everyone's on top. He's form. always on great form. Yeah. He's always on great. And Fitzy, um, Sean Fitzpatrick is like, uh, it's it, he's the king, mate. Hmm. Because he's been there and done it. He's a proper legend, like a proper one. There's lots of legends about, but he's a proper one. And he's, you know, getting on for being an old boy now. But if you're sitting with a load of lads from our generation who are kind of the most recently retired generation in the television area and media and Fitzy walks in, he absolutely, he can slot in with the Willie John McBrides and the Sir Clives. He can go and sit with them Mm. and he can absolutely sit down at breakfast or in a pub with us at the bar with us. And it's like he makes the chat better. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I sat sat with him on Eurostars and at bars and stuff a lot over the World Cup, did a couple of New Zealand games and just at the last World Cup, just had a brilliant time whenever around him. I just think if you're, I often think if I ran a brand that wanted to be associated with rugby, I needed ambassadors and whatever. There's always like, oh, go, you know, go next generation, next generation. It's like, there are not that many people I would choose if the if it was brand appropriate over Fitzy to represent my brand. He's just a great bloke, mate, and he loves barbecue. Mm, yeah, he's the king. So he's the king. Yeah, proper legend. So that that was a bit of yeah. fun, but anyway, yeah. So if you want to remove someone from a chair, um, I might use that in chat like that. 
this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. So beware. And I've got, I'm thinking about now, I've got like different pairs of chinos, but I've got like some um, Uniqlo ones that have got a bit of stretch in them. So that's what I need for that job. I don't want to be, don't want to be like shredding my gusset. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. No. Um, I have to warn you, Flats, we're recording on Zoom and we've only got 40 minutes because I'm not a um, I'm not a Zoom pro. We'll, we'll upgrade, we'll upgrade. We, we're trying something new. Um, just then, uh, just so you know, uh i watched we watched the long shadow about the yorkshire ripper um i've, I've seen them i've listened to podcasts i've watched all the series i didn't bother watching no actually can i lie i yep. watched the final episode oh my god it was pretty good the main actor i've forgotten his name the top i've forgotten his name but it was basically one of the most frustrating things to watch even though you know what's happening because these old school policemen thought they knew best and were actually ridiculous and obstructive and set in their ways. And it was very frustrating indeed and tragic. thought it was pretty good. Um, we're watching Time at the moment, which is the second series about prison. The first one was Sean Bean and... Yep. Yep. And uh, Stephen Graham. This one is... Uh, uh, it's fe- female prison. Absolutely, we watched one episode or two episodes. And it's really, really good. Really like it. But what I want to say to you, Tommy, is that I felt very strange at the end of the reckoning, Jimmy Savile. Oh, this, yeah. There's only certain people could play Jimmy Savile, like Steve Coogan, uh, yeah. you, um, because. He's just so likable. You know, he's a cult figure. He's loved. And it's a tough role to play. He was bloody amazing at playing. It was, it was haunting like, watching it. It was it was disgusting. Um, and I, I heard that he's had a couple of gigs cancelled because of it. But he's a big oh, enough really? and loved enough legend to be able to do it. Um, but I still, when I saw Jimmy Savile walking, I, I still see Partridge. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. But he, it, that was, I want to say it's good. Um, 
it's not good in in the fact that you enjoy it, but it's something that you watch because why do you want to find out how it actually comes about, yeah. how how they catch him and and some of what he got up to and how he got away with it for so long. So, I mean, the fear around the power he exerted and because yep. of his position and where he got himself to, it's yep. just we we know all about it. And it's the reason I say I felt strange is that I knew we knew what was coming in a sense, and it's just horrific and. You know, I watched it without my wife, actually, which she's upset about, but I knew she wouldn't like it and she definitely wouldn't like it. She couldn't deal with that. But I, it, when I say I felt strange, it's that we, we know the awfulness, but Steve Coogan was so amazing that you're watching it thinking, this is horrific, but mm. we are witnessing like a genius going to the next level here. This is like watching Messi score five goals against Germany or something. You're like... You, you haven't got to watch it because it's unwatchable for a lot of people. And there are there were bits of it that I thought, did they need to put that in? Is this not like, because you don't want to mm. undersell it, but it's like, did they need to do that? It's a bit gratuitous, but actually um, he is just a phenomenon, Steve Coogan. I mean, yeah, Jimmy Savile may rot, but Steve Coogan's a genius. Yeah. I got one for you. The Alpinist. You seen that? That's on Sky documentary. The what? The Alpinist. Is that about climbing? Hold on. No, it's about eating Alpin. Oh, good. That was next. Cause I could, <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> just add some. Literally Sugar just free. have some. Sugar-free? Yeah, but my wife won't buy the... She doesn't want to get ripped off, so she buys Swiss-style muesli with no added sugar. Okay. They've rebranded, you fool. Um, it's good. What it's is it, Sky. then? It's on Sky. It's about free climbing on Sky. And this young Canadian um, comes up sort of through the climbing ranks and with free climb and it's like who can do the next biggest mountain who can do it the fastest it's yeah. just competition all the time and uh documentary team follow him and it's it's like what was that one the it was on netflix it was called like free the solo last, no like the last breath or the deepest breath where they were about free diving, yeah about an yeah. irish guy yeah finding love with an italian it's like that you're just on edge from the moment you start because these this this guy and some of the other climbers are just going up these massive rock faces, no no ropes. Not they're yep. not secure to anything. They're just doing it because they love it. Do you know two schools of thought? One is which is mine actually. Being honest, is that they're grown ups. Do what you want. They know the risks. Everyone around them knows the risks. The other school of thought is. God, there are, if you've got people that love you, that is an almost uniquely selfish thing to do is climb up sheer faces without ropes and the risk of death is so high. And it's a bit like the Isle of Man TT. I find it completely oh, yeah. fascinating, like captivating. And these people are allowed to do it and that is fine. Go and do it. Adults are allowed to go boxing and, you know, go and do what you want. That is part of being a human being. But I kind of think this is verging on unreasonable at this point. <laughs> like... You're, you're putting you're putting your life in Mother Nature's hands, mate, aren't you? Mate, like <clears throat> I just it, it's because it's like all elite sport, I guess. It's meant to be unrelatable for your average Joe. <laughs> like people watch if you were pitch side at some of those World Cup games, or even if you weren't, people say, My God, the game's physical now, it's brutal now. How do they do it? And you say, Well, the reason they how they do it is because they've been doing it since they were eight and they're pros and they do it every day and they're used to it. But you're imagining it from your point of view, like you're imagining you getting chinned by Anthony Joshua or you trying to make a break against Ronnie O'Sullivan. 
they make it look easy and it, but it's otherworldly. But I look at that and think, bloody, I mean, Isle of Man TT, especially because of the speed, you yeah. know, yeah. free climbing. I know you're against the clock, but you can sort of do it at your own tempo. Um, mm. But yeah, well, I got, it, anyway, I got, I'll watch that. I've got something else for you as well. I don't know whether, yep. what, you, what you like on sort of um, documentaries about war. But this is yeah. on Disney at the moment. It was a National Geographic one. I randomly found it. It's called No Man Left Behind. Right. It's on Disney. And it's a there's how many? There is six sort of docufilms about um some of uh some army, um, some military, American and English, stuck behind enemy lines and how they get yeah. out of it. True stories and it's yeah. Um, narrated and the snippets of the actual soldiers that were were caught and how they exited. So you've got one of Chris Ryan, yeah, former SAS. He gets trapped yeah. um, in Iraq during the conflict in the nineties, and he's there's a a group of SAS that are behind enemy lines, and the the mission goes wrong, and they have to walk out, and he's the only man that is able to get out. But it's it's like a little um, movie of that, but also him talking about the experience as well. There's, yeah. there's a the real Black Hawk Down. That's really good. Right. Okay. Um, there's one of a Air Force pilot in uh, Vietnam who escapes from a concentration camp. It's brilliant. And you, you no actually hear them behind. talking about. Yeah, you actually hear them okay. talking about it. So it's really interesting. The Chris Ryan one is amazing. Uh, that's the one that got away. I think he's probably bought a book out on it. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah, going to try and really start good. that today. And I've got Jason Fox. I've got a lunch with him coming up on the 1st of December in Gaucho in Cardiff. So nice. I'm even more interested now. You know, because I mean, I've got a couple of it, people if, in the audience that are former SAS. How do you know? They're not, they can't tell you. They're super army soldiers. Yeah, SAS, SAS dads. They're not. Foxy, Fo- you love uh, you. You know Foxy's top bloke. We're going to try and get him to Cheltenham, aren't we? we? Tried last year, but he was in Jordan. Um, yeah. Not like that. Not like that. Um, he was over in Jordan, but we're uh, we're going to try and get him there. I've got um, a little red laser pen, which I'm going to use so if anyone asks a shit question. Ping that on them. <laughs> red dotted, mate. End of days. <laughs> um, just so you know, I've been because I've been away a lot. I haven't been on the barbecue much, Tommy, but. Um, it's as someone said to me uh, during the World Cup when in in Paris. When's the Field and Flower podcast starting again? Mm. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Um, actually, today I'm doing some smoky, smoky chicken fajitas. Basically, I'm going to do fajitas, but I'm going to make the spice mix myself. I'm going to do a bit of halloumi as well, but I'm going to put some nice charcoal and wood on there and make it a really smoky fajita fest. Is what I'm going to do. Have you tried the Field and Flower spatchcock garlic chicken? Yep. Uh, 12 times i think is amazing i i've got wild cook i had the duck the other day the duck and crispy pancakes which yeah, i saw that it's amazing saw that. Yeah. and i've been doing loads of smash burgers so the key to burgers there is a key yeah um when you get the fill and flour burger patties i put them on the pan or the barbecue yeah. and i just squeeze on them with the burger press yeah key and then you get a yeah. nice you get a nice crisp on the outside, flip yep. them over. The other key then is using bin juice cheese. 
so the worst stuff the worst stuff the cheese slices yeah. put it over yeah. there then you put a little bit of water on cover it with a cloche clonch yep whatever it is cloche, and yeah. st- steams the the cheese a little bit and then toast in the bun brioche if you like it a little bit sweeter i'm not too keen on brioche i prefer like a, a white sesame seed bap well we did ex- i did exactly that meal last night because i've got so many kids i had two big kids in the sitting room and i had i was minding uh the baby while my wife was upstairs with the toddler because she was poorly and we're trying to keep her away from the big girls so they don't get poorly for school so i couldn't go outside in the rain really with a little baby in my hand. so i did it in exactly the same but indoors but always cook your burgers in a non-stick pan sure bit of water in there to steam it up but keep the lid on always put a lid on your burgers always yeah. mm. it's beautiful it's killer mate it's beautiful Oh. I'm I'm gonna go and order some Christmas stuff soon. So yeah, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna go, go, go river go beef, on. river beef, and a smaller turkey. Yeah, I'm gonna go fillet of beef because huh. my wife does would. this thing around it. This she puts this stuff around it and then wraps it in um, prosciutto and stuff. Like it's, that's a little tradition for theirs. But I'm it's gonna go beef sp- Wellington, mate. No, it's got no pastry, fella. Um, but I'm mm. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, go smaller turkey. I might even get one of their, um, you know, like the pre-rolled herby, ro- herby rolled and stuffed turkeys. They prep it all, mm. and then you can rotisserie your turkey on Christmas Day, and it is, oof. Do you mind? Good. Yeah. Do you mind after Christmas if I come round with a carcass and we go for a walk and we can <laughs> dump them? Maybe save hey, the that- cameras. Now I've got, I live in town now. It doesn't really work. I've got to carry, I've got to transport my carcass somewhere else to give it to the badgers and foxes, but I've got an incinerator now. Yeah. I don't put bugs I, down there I, though. Oh, I do. I or love it. It's my favorite skins. bit. Or banana skins. I've had a couple of issues with it. So Doesn't like banana skins. Doesn't like um, fat from Parmaham ham or yeah. chicken thighs. Do you know what I've got a problem with at the moment? Toilet. What? And I'll try to Google it. Uh, now you might be um, you might be able to help with this because I know you've unblocked quite a few during your time. Yeah. Um, didn't you once put a little note on the toilet after you used it saying "Don't flush"? Could be world record. Off to get camera. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a phantom flusher at the moment. And I, I can't work out how to fix it. So it just flushes randomly. Makes a massive noise as well. Wakes me up at night. Your, your toilet does. Up. I think there's a leak, so it might be affecting the the float, which tells you when the toilet's empty or whatever. I don't know. I've tried That's Google weird, it, mate. But I open up my toilet and it's it's very complicated under there. It's not a simple one. I've had a, I think I've had a cut and shut on it. Can't work it out. So I've got, I've got a guy come around, sort it. I I uh, was going to bed last night and because um, got to do two washes a night because the girls for school have white kit and black PE kits got to do two washes a night and okay right. so go to bed a bit late a bit annoying and um it's fine so I went upstairs and they were meant to be asleep and they got the little LEDs in their room and they always they got their own rooms obviously but they always sleep in the same room they're 13 and 11 they like being in the same room so it's cute and all that but it means they don't go to sleep had LEDs on which I said turn off your lights turn off your LEDs that are all around the ceiling okay daddy night night love you and I'm like go downstairs and all I hear is it's a switch of them turning the lights back on like, like I'm a Muppet. Don't even let me get down the stairs. So I go back up 20 minutes later. I have a little read of my book and wait for 
the washing machine to finish so I can get the washing out and hang it up. And I'm waiting, waiting, and I just creep upstairs when I get back up really quietly. Don't know I'm there. And they're talking about this boy and that boy and her. And the reason her skin is so good is because she doesn't wear makeup. But I am not not wearing makeup. Like, um, no way. And so I just stand in my little baby's room where they can't see me. And I just push their door open really slowly. <clears throat> then hide. And they panic. And they run and get the door. They run and get the door. Push it back. So I wait, go downstairs, hang up the washing again. And I creep back upstairs. And <clears throat> this is all about 10 o'clock. And... um no, it backfired because they came down to my bedroom and ruined my night and didn't sleep. But it was worth it. They thought they had a phantom door flusher, basically. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say they come in and cupcake you. <laughs> hey, did I tell you I went to Alton Towers last week? We had this conversation. No. What was it like? Yeah, it was good. Um, although my youngest was like 0.1 of a metre uh, off being 1.2, which allows him to go on most of the rides. Even... Uh... Even in a pair of high heels, which he wanted to wear. Yeah. Wasn't quite enough. Um, but I made the cardinal error of not bringing a push chair. But no, he's right. five. Fine. I carried him nearly the whole way because he didn't want to walk. And when a child doesn't want to walk, you're knackered, aren't you? Yeah. I looked at I looked at my guard, I got a Garmin watch. I'm not as flash as you. Yeah. At how many steps and miles I did carrying him. It was around 23,000 steps. Worked out to be 11 miles. My shoulders, my hamstrings, my quads, my knee, my calves, my back. Gone. Oh, mate. I did a bit of pool recovery the next day in splash landings. And I'm lucky I walked 11 miles a day before because if you want to go on a joint ride, a joint water ride on a double ring, two people on there you've got to weigh yourself twice to oh. check you're okay to do it and you've got to be under 130 kilos he's 20 oh. kilograms so i reckon i shifted a couple of kilos just yeah, to go. yeah. but i thought of you i thought me and you'd be fucked Nothing. i could i could only take my baby on <laughs> no one else in the family coming with me <laughs> when he got a couple of kilos spare i'm not even sure she could i couldn't even oh. take the dog on i've got a french bulldog couldn't take him on so He's I was ten. knackered, mate. I was knackered. That is killer. My, it's a slog. My my daughter went on a... She's 13 and she went with her for a mate for her birthday. Her parents took him to Thorpe Park. She absolutely loved it. They were I texted them saying, are you on your way back yet? And it's half eight. They're like, no, mate, we're still here. Like, they're loving it. So that's fine. And then she's like, daddy, it's my birthday in a couple of weeks. Can you take me to Thorpe Park? I said, well, we can have a look at the dates. Yeah, let's have a look. Yeah, and five of my friends. Sorry? Yeah, well, you've got such a big car. So there's six of us. And take us the day, but they can pay for their own sandwiches. So like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You've gone from taking a friend to Thought Park to six of you having day passes and six lunches and six dinners. So I was like, I don't want to be a tight ass, but I'm not doing a grand on Thought Park. Like I actively don't want to go. So it's going to be a hellish day for me, a long, awful day walking around. Not awful, but you know, I'm not yeah. not there for me. Carrying bags, listening to you farting on about makeup and refreshing your perfume and body spray every 12 seconds norris nuts uh, yeah and listening to awful music all the way there and all the way back like i'm not sorry so i've just basically been like no so mm. she is i'm not mate there's limits i'm gonna go limits, up mate. and back up and back on the same day because we all stayed in the room I oh did you on, yeah i'd sleep on the sofa bed and i couldn't turn so noisy everyone's telling me yeah. to shut up well, yeah 
I wasn't doing anything naughty, by the way. But no, 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 no. Uh, right, two minutes left before we got to go. Um, yeah, rugby this weekend. Well, I'm going to Bristol well, on Saturday and Northampton on Sunday. What are you doing? Shall we could we could extend it? We could I can I can amalgamate this together because that's how good I am. I we can record again. Can we? Um, for another ten minutes, or do or do you want to do it in two minutes twenty five? Do it in two minutes twenty two. Go for it. Go for it. I'm just Bristol. going to Bristol on Saturday to do the highlights, and I'm going to I'm going to Northampton on Sunday to live ITV game. Um, lovely fun time. We're going to have a lovely time. What are you doing this weekend? The good news is coming up that we have got a couple of games with TNT in Europe, which I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah, you and I. Yeah, yeah, you and I will be nailing that slash getting by. Um, just above average. Surviving um, it. <laughs> I've got. I actually covered the Ospreys. Uh, Sharks, which was first game in Stoop URC on the road the weekend. Yeah, yeah it was okay. Not bad. Um, weather yeah. was pretty crap, but yeah. Ospreys won. I am at Ospreys and Glasgow on Saturday, and I'm doing Scrum 5 then on Sunday. All right, that'll do you, fella. That's nice yeah. little weekend, isn't it? Nice yeah, little family sorry. weekend. I mean, it's not the opposite of a family weekend. Um, it's evenings. It's evenings, mate. It's fine. That's true, yeah. Uh, it's Tuesday today where we are, and tomorrow, I don't... I, I, Probably the best part of my week is I bought this old Land Rover, this old Land Rover truck, which I've told you about before from my wife's cousin's dairy farm. Knackered old thing, and I'm meeting someone tomorrow about doing Ooh. some bits to it. And they're from a. This isn't a plug. Just everyone who's into cars, this sort of stuff knows that they're from Exmoor Trim, who do like canvas hoods and bench seats and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm. mate, it's honestly like, it's like me. To, oh. I had breakfast with the CEO of Land Rover, Jaguar Land Rover, last week in Paris with Brian Habana. Like it's like meeting him for me because I don't know if he wanted it or not, but he got three hundred questions about Land Rovers, upcoming models, and all that stuff. So tomorrow is a car day, and I'm very, very excited, like it's Christmas. Right. Yeah, okay? yeah. Got a Land Rover, and you're meeting someone in a car park to do bits. That's all I took from it. Right, this is it. Correct. Mate. We're going. Right. Well done, everyone. See you next week. We're going. Rugby, rugby. It's a, it's a rugby pod. Don't forget that. Bye. What up, boy? I think 40 minutes could be the new. Yeah, I think it's I think you're right. Anyway, right. Right, well done, lad. Well done, boy. See you, mate, boy. Bye bye. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100 percent of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 